Christian Parenting. Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center, no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a faith-based counseling center in Austin, Texas, offering online teletherapy for those that live in Texas but outside the Austin area. If you have questions and would like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, powered by the Christian Parenting Podcast Network, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Doctors Jimmy Myers and Josh Myers are a paradox. Guys, welcome to the show. This is Paradox and I'm Josh. Hey, I am Jimmy, and welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we're going to be talking about conflict within marriages. We've been doing a lot of uh, parenting talk. We've done a lot of kid stuff. Kid stuff. Saturday morning stuff. And I'm just so stinking tired of kids. Kids. Why I ought to... So... But speaking of kids... Sorry. What? I just have to humble brag. I will be humble about it, but you brag all over... My softball team. Oh, yeah. Ruthie's. Ruthie's eight-year-old. We've probably talked about it on the show before. We call before. her the hammer. <laughs> they started out the season 0-4. And, mm-hmm. and, and this since, is coach pitch. Coach pitch. And have since gone 7-1. and one. That, my friend, is quite That's the impressive. turnaround. That's impressive. And it literally has everything to do with their head coach. Mm-hmm. Because I'm out there batting and throwing and catching. <laughs> so funny, though. It's such a great age because they're they're starting to know how to do it. You know, you look at much of the younger ones, uh, and they're just kind of flopping around and whatever. Bored. But this is they're starting to understand Tag force. what happens if something gets hit here. And yet. Staying on the base in a pop fly. Yes. And yet, when the game's over, they all just go out in the outfield and roll around and do cartwheels. And Yes, that we have to tell them when we win. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As it should be. Guys, be, be excited. We won. <laughs> all right, so today we are going to be looking at what we're going to dub the, the argument black hole, which is this black hole that you get sucked into every time a couple has an argument or a disagreement. Uh, and you do, these couples, almost against their will, get kind of sucked down into this vortex. So in the office anyway, we, we tend to hear things like, couples will come in and say, boy, we argue over the littlest things. Or we never resolve any of our arguments. And what is common is they will explain, you know, why everyone's upset and basically, they're, they each are looking at them going, are you crazy? That's not what happened. And if you get that in any format, any of those three being talked about, you tend to get sucked into this, this black hole where nothing gets accomplished. I got a personal black hole. Please. Please share. It? Yes. So Katie and I will fight over my driving till the day we die. And what's funny is a lot of couples will argue over you know, small, minute facts, kind of revisions in history, but mm-hmm. we'll get there. But since I'm a therapist and she's married to a therapist, mm-hmm. 
we kind of go Sue Johnson on each other and talk about Egrich love and respect stuff. And one time Katie's like, I just feel unloved by the way that you drive. Right? So it's not... It's not the higher level stuff. It's the lower kind of heartfelt that. stuff. And I said, well, I feel disrespected that you don't <laughs> trust me to drive right. And it's like, okay, we've gotten to the core. Yes. I feel disrespected. You feel loved. Uh-huh. Where in the world do we go from there? Just and start it's just yelling this, at each other. That's what <laughs> it's you just do. this black hole of we can't accomplish yes. anything. And there you sit. So we, we see it two different ways. Yes. Okay. Good. So here's the problem. This would be between you and Katie as well. But one of the biggest issues is couples tend to argue about facts. This happened. No, it didn't. You said this. No, I didn't. Um, And then not only do we argue over the facts, we argue over whose facts are correct and whose facts are not correct. When you get into these arguments, Couples that fall into the black hole tend to be more about winning the argument than necessarily solving whatever the problem was. Well, the belief is, is if I win, then they magically see from my perspective. Yes, they're going to understand. And the problem is thus solved. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the thought. And, and it's like, well, anytime a couple comes in for therapy, 99 times out of 100, it is, okay, we're here, and the sooner therapist, you see how wrong my spouse is, and you correct my spouse, the quicker we'll be out of here. Triangulation. Yes. So, and then we deal with, and we've talked about this on the show before, but confirmation bias, or another way of saying that, is my side bias. I have a side, I have a perspective, and that filters everything I see and hear. So I tend to see what I expect to see. I tend to hear what I expect to hear. Uh, that plays a huge role uh, in, in arguments not going resolved. And then back to that, are you crazy? That's not what happened. I'd be curious as to how many people listening have had that experience of you must have been dropped on your head as a child. Because that is not what happened. No, no, no. Let me tell you what happened. This is exactly what, are you out of your mind? That did not. And it's like two people who are good people, and yet they can't even agree on what factually took place. Not who's right and wrong, but just who's factually correct as to what happened and just no go ahead well i'm gonna sidestep you here for a second and say i'm gonna go a little uh (laughs) we talked about it so much (laughs) so little what is the argument for the gospel your faith what's the word apologetics on you okay that this dynamic that you're talking about is what makes the gospel so compelling is that they don't formulaically agree on all of the facts oh yeah absolutely that that four different people yes. saw the same facts and tweaked small bits and mm-hmm. piece of it. I think that that is what makes the gospel so compelling and then subsequently so true. Um, but to your point, it makes marriages quite difficult. Yeah. And, and 
defense attorneys all the time will tell you that an eyewitness is the worst that you could possibly have because people's memories. In fact, I was just reading an article and research now suggests that we remember our brains are not this recorder, like a video recorder that accurately records what happened, who did what, where, when, and how. That's not how our brains work. It's the research shows that what we be, what we remember from an event, first thing we do is cull it down to like an outline form. We don't remember the entire thing. We just remember the, the major points of what took place. And then we cull even further and we morph those points into what we want to believe occurred. It's sort of like the my side bias or the confirmation bias, but we, our brains literally will store memories that are false. And what's interesting, even the first culling, right? You cull out and just remember the important events, but it's the important events that you think were important. Yes. That your spouse that makes could have you had, look good. Yes. That your spouse could have thought different uh, important events occurred. Yes. So you might cull out 40% of the actual event and then there's a second culling let's say an additional 40, right? And so it's interesting how very little of the actual facts one can actually remember. And yet, virtually 100% of all marital arguments are about facts. Yeah, we we get divorced over disagreement on facts. Over disagreements about the facts. And it is critical for in, in a relationship to understand, and this is Sue Johnson, that... The conflict is not about the content of the conflict. The driving example. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, that's all we want to argue about. No, 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 no. You know, I'm so sick of you coming in at midnight every night. I come in at 1145. Don't dare say that I... What are you... Six months ago, you cut four people off on the highway, and you were driving 95 the whole time. So... We got to get rid of facts when we're talking to our spouses. And the way you do that is I would go into it with understanding that I don't have a firm grasp on factually what occurred because my brain's going to morph it. My confirmation bias, my, my side bias is going to kick in. You don't have, you have to start there in your head and in your heart, but you also have to verbalize that to your spouse. Mm-hmm. Before you start discussing something sensitive with your spouse, you need to admit you don't have all the facts. That can be so powerful now, for a spouse it, to hear. Yes, even though you think you do. I'm just not going to go to the mat when my brain might not be interpreting this correctly. So, which is why, again, uh, we have to look at factually what occurred, of whatever this argument is about, Factually, what occurred is the surface problem, but it is not the root cause of the conflict. Kind of back up to the very first thing, you know, it's almost cliche in marriage counseling, but we argue over the littlest things. And I would tell you, no, you don't. We don't argue over little things. We argue over really, really big things. Now then, I may be arguing because you dropped you know, I picked up a sock in the living room, but that sock is not, this is not about a sock. 
This is about all the deep, really hurtful things that that sock represents. So we, we do argue over big things and the event, what happened is just the surface issue the root cause. And again, Sue Johnson, if I get upset, it's because whatever you did or whatever you said touched a raw spot in me. Made me feel unloved. It made me feel inadequate. It made me feel disrespected. Those kind of more deeper, raw things. And that's the interesting thing, right? Like you could probably be sitting there and go, okay, I'm willing to admit that to my spouse, but then my spouse is going to use that against me and just Mm -hmm. railroad me because they believe they have all the facts. And that's an interesting predicament. Mm -hmm. And that is not necessarily something we're trying to solve here today. We're trying to talk a more general problem Mm -hmm. that one must be willing to admit they don't have all the facts. Uh, And they have actually very little of the facts. But if your spouse at all uses that against you, you have bigger fish to fry. I mean, you need to get a third party involved in that and start having a little bit more serious conversations because that is obviously not going to work for 40 years. You sitting there and admitting uh, you don't have all the facts and your husband or wife railroading you for it. And to admit that you don't have the facts doesn't necessarily mean that you need to approach the conversation all meek and mild. That just means you're approaching the conversation honestly. Mm -hmm. You can still approach it with strength Mm -hmm. and communicate to your spouse that if they're trying to just push facts on you, that that is actually not what happened. You also don't have all the facts, right? So you can be strong. Uh, It's not weakness to humbly admit that you don't have all the facts. And part of realizing that this is not about, this argument is not about facts is I think, and we need to put these on our show notes, but... I've I've handed out for years and they're they're common and you know you, you get a list of all of them but but sort of the most common cognitive distortions or you know the old stinking thinking and if couples just get their hands on this cuz when we say I don't have all the facts it is I could be misinterpreting this and for example one of the the cognitive distortions that's one of the more, more famous is mind reading. I'm mad because I know what you were thinking when that happened. That's why I'm mad is because I know what your motivation, what your intent was. And we don't know that, but we're burning all of this. this. So if, if couples were just aware of how often their brains are not feeding them absolute factual information. Another one closely associated to that. Well, feelings are not facts. You know, I I feel like you don't love me. Well, okay, I get that you may feel that way, but that doesn't make it true. So if couples were aware of, of, we just want to think that our brain is faultless, that it's just going to be accurate and pristine in the way it interprets events, and it's not. Uh, We know that. Research confirms that. So instead of just dying on every hill, we're back to, and we had a show about it quite some time ago, but, you know, what are deal breakers and, and what are irritants when it comes to conflict with our spouse? Just like in parenting, you have to choose your battles. You really need to choose what hill it is that you're going to die on. If, if we realize that my, my way of looking at this may be faulty, is this worth Throwing down. And realize when you die on a hill, you 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 die on a hill, right? Like 
death in marriage is that those arguments that you choose should be zero to one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you, you, there shouldn't be five hills you should die on. You know, m- you know in my way or the highway, uh, when we have someone, one, another cognitive disorder is shooting on people. You know, so if I wag a finger at you, you should not do that. You should do this. Well, anytime we use the word should. Like you do with my driving. Yes. There's a common theme. You also, you know, you should park here. You know, you do that. I just think you're, you're not noticing. <laughs> Is the only, Why I'm are trying people to be so upset with my driving? Maybe because you're really bad. <laughs> Could be it. So, and then the last thing, and we do, we talk about this quite a bit, but the overarching, you want to talk about, you know, put a little thermometer up to your forehead to see if you have the COVID. The thing that, that proves that your relationship is healthy, agree to disagree. If you do come down to it and y'all are both holding on to your points of view, like a snapping turtle, then say, okay. We are, there's nothing you're going to say that's going to make me remember this differently. And there's nothing apparently I'm going to say to change. So we agree to disagree. And we love each other. And we love each other. I will say this, that men can use that to get out of a healthy discussion with their wives. Yes. And that's unfair. And so agree to disagree needs to be done in a healthy Yes. Timely way. It needs after, to be the caboose, not the engine yes. of the discussion. After some discussion has occurred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. If nothing else, just sharing some, sharing your feelings. And when we talk about... Sweetheart, you did this yesterday and it really, well, agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. <laughs> yes. That sounds awesome. <laughs> get your get out of jail free card. Uh, Paradox told us to agree to disagree. But it is, if done correctly... After you've attempted to resolve, uh, you just say, okay, we're not, we're not going to agree on this, but this is not a deal breaker. So let's go have a Coke. That can signify a couple that, you know, I, my entire self-worth, my view of myself is not hanging in the balance of whether I win this contest or not. I'm okay with not convincing you that I'm right. And we can we can move on down the road. But you're right, pulling it out, using it too soon, not. And not I would a also allo- thing to do. I would also say that a lot of potentially ladies, but we'll just throw it out there to everybody, don't love agree to disagree. Guys like it too much. Yes, <laughs> but ladies don't like it uh, just because there's fear and insecurity. If there's kind of tension or a disagreement mm-hmm. in the marriage and it just hangs out there that there's something drastically oh, yeah. wrong. And, and that's also not the case. And, and so there can be tension and there can be disagreements that you, we talk about the 70%, right? Mm-hmm. There can be just things hanging out there that are not resolved and that's okay. And by the and way, you still when you say have, 70%, that's Gottman saying 70% of all marital conflicts are not resolvable. It's okay, and you can still have a healthy marriage agreeing to disagree. Yeah. Someone doesn't have to win for us to be able to say, okay. And and sometimes when we say we never resolve anything, sometimes the resolution is, I've shared with you my thoughts and my feelings on this. This is the way I saw this. Whether you agree with me or not, resolution is we've both shared our feelings about something. We've gained some understanding and why my partner feels that way, and we can move on down the road. Sometimes that is the resolution. 
not. Some people confuse agreeing with me being the resolution to the issue. Uh, and it's not. It can just be sharing sharing your feelings, and that's enough. Uh, I think that's a wrap today. That's a wrap. Uh, if you want more information about this episode, uh, what does that's a wrap mean? I know what it means, but how, where does it come from? We're wrapping it up. What are you wrapping, though? Well, who the show. originally used that? TV. That's a wrap. Is TV, a TV producers or... Yeah. All right, everybody. All right, people. That's a wrap. But what's wrapping? Putting a bow? I don't know. All right. It's jargon. Somebody Google it. If you want more information about this episode or anything previously released, you can go to either paradoxpodcast.com or christianparenting.org slash paradox. You can find our socials there, and we would love if you shared the show as well as reviewed it. We appreciate you guys for listening. See ya. For more information about the voice of the Paradox Podcast, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show and find the archive of all our past shows, go to paradoxpodcast.com. <laughs>